Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Do you like dogs? I do too. That's why today's episode is brought to you by BarkBox.com. Get one free extra month of BarkBox at www.getbarkbox.com forward slash Paratruth. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when the mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? Gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Pear Truth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we've got an amazing show for you. It's going to be one that you don't want to miss. But first, we did want to take some time to offer our condolences, thoughts, prayers to the people in Las Vegas, those that lost their lives, their families, and the ones that have been injured in their families, as well as the entire community there. Uh, so we wanted to do a prayer, a quick moment of silence for the deceased. So Eric, I will give it over to you to do the prayer. All right. Heavenly Father, I uh, just thank you for this evening that Justin and I are able to come together and perform this show, uh, another episode, uh, as we always do every week. But Lord, there's something much more important to discuss right now and to bring to your attention, as I know you know, uh, and many around the world know. But the tragedy that happened in Las Vegas this week, Lord, I just ask and pray that you're with the victims' families, uh, those who have died, the, the victims who have died and those who are injured. Please be with the families, Lord. Help them to just... Find healing, find peace in this time. It's so difficult to explain the evil in this world and why somebody would perform such an evil act, killing so many people and injuring so many others. Uh, and it's hard to believe that at a time like this and what we see in this world, that there can ever be any hope. But, you know, one thing that I heard today on the radio from one of my favorite radio stations I listen to, Lord, they said that, Amongst this tragedy, if you just look around and see how many people are helping, how many people are volunteering, that's where hope lies. One single person, one single person creates such evil and it's powerful. Evil is powerful. Everybody sees it. It's, it's just hard to ignore. But we forget that in that one moment, how many, many, many people there are helping and helping to heal people, helping to save people's lives. Lord, I pray that we look upon that hope and remember that there are people much better, good people who are willing to help the world, to help ease the pains of the troubled, to help heal the brokenhearted, Lord. And I know you, of all beings, of all people, the great I am is the healer of all. And Lord, I just pray that you watch over the people who are injured, you give them quick healing, both mind, body, and soul, that you're with the families of those who were murdered. I pray that you give them peace and joy to remember the lives of their loved ones and not to dwell on the absence of them. And for those who had died, Lord, I pray that you take them into your arms. I pray that the souls of every single person around the world 
cherish you, Lord, and that this somehow glorifies you and that you show people that even in the greatest of tragedy, you were there. You were there to protect. You are there to heal. You are there to save. And so I pray for the salvation of all the people who have witnessed this tragedy, Lord. And I just thank you again for your great love and your mercy and your grace. No matter how difficult it is to see it, we know it's there. I ask and I pray all this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I hope all of you just took a moment to uh, say a prayer for them. I know it happened Monday, but it's all it's still fresh in everybody's mind, I'm sure. So say a prayer. Uh, I hope you guys took the moment of silence and, and did a prayer for them. So with that being done, let's get into today's episode. Alrighty. So over the years, we have had the pleasure to discuss numerous conspiracies. Some have appeared convincing, while others, not so much. Tonight, we begin our episode with a discussion on a conspiracy built around NASA and its supposed attempt to deceive the world by falsifying the second coming of Christ in order to establish a new world order. Then, later, we will dive into one of the most outstanding and odd events in American history, the Battle of Los Angeles. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, for those of you listening at TMV Cafe, Fringe Radio Network, Paranormal UK Radio Network, and ParatruthRadio.com, let's get ready to expose some lies. So we decided to do this tonight because it is an interesting topic. It was one that was brought up to me, uh, and I have heard it on other podcasts, and there is a correlation between these two topics. So I wanted to touch base on Project Bluebeam first, and then we'll go into uh, Battle of L.A. Even though Battle of L.A. happened first, there's a, a huge correlation, I feel, that connects the two a little bit. So the Project Bluebeam, it goes back to around 1994. Uh, 95 through 96 is where they're saying it's really implemented. Uh, but 1983 is where it kind of began. Okay, so there was supposedly four steps to the, this project. Uh, step one uh, requires the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge. Step two involves a gigantic space show wherein three-dimensional holographic laser projections will be beamed all over the planet, and this is where Blue Beam really takes off. Step three uh, is telepathic electronic two-way communication. In other words, they're talking into your brain, and you would be able to talk back. And step four has three parts. Making humanity think alien invasion is about to occur at every major city. Making the Christians think the rapture is about to happen. And number three, a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces allowing the supernatural forces to travel through fiber optics, coax, power, and telephone, or is that coax? I'm not even sure. I don't Uh, know. (laughs) Power and telephone lines to penetrate all electronic equipment and appliances that will buy, then all have a special microchip installed. And all of this is to 
supposedly basically make people think that the second coming is is upon us. And so that the New World Order and the Antichrist can take over. Right. So I think what we need to do, just I know some of our listeners would be interested as to what exactly each one of these steps are in a breakdown. <clears throat> and so Justin kind of just briefly went over all of these. And to just go in a little more detail, uh, step one is really a breakdown of archaeological knowledge. So what that means is that they want to break down the doctrines of some of the most prominent uh, religious belief systems in the world today. Uh, some believe that that is specifically Christian and Muslim doctrines, as those tend to be the strongest two doctrines that are currently available uh, and currently making its way around the world. And the way to do that is to try to explain the error of these doctrines, try to prove that they're fallible, that they don't really speak the truth, try to prove this uh, by using a, a, a number of different <laughs> weird things like uh, uh, trying to accomplish uh, faking earthquakes. At precise locations. How exactly are you going to fake an earthquake? I, it's beyond me. Um, I mean, a fault line is awfully big. You'd have to use a lot of dynamite. Well, um, I mean, there are people saying that the earthquakes now are the result of detonated nuclear missiles underneath the earth. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But you know what that does here? And this is the thing, because they're going to try to break down religious beliefs by doing this. But the Christian doctrine says that in these times... There is going to be earthquakes and famine. It's going to be very evil people. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Like all these things are going to take place. So trying to fake earthquakes is only going to strengthen the Christian doctrine. I mean, I believe, okay, look, all this bad stuff that's going on. You know, we just talked about Las Vegas and how many shootings have there been over the last week? There's been quite a few that have been pretty prominent here in America, uh, but it's happening all around the world. Christians right. are being beheaded and crucified and raped, oh, you know, out in the in the Western world every day. And these things are only strengthening the Bible believers' faith because I think God says that these things are going to come. I think that's the point, though. They're going to try and strengthen people's beliefs to make them believe that it is the second coming when it really isn't. It could, it, you know, they, they very well could be trying to do that. And I don't think they'll be successful. I don't think it's possible for them to be successful at that. Uh, I, I think the reason being is that true Christians, I'm going to put emphasis on the word true Christians, because unfortunately there are people out there who believe they're Christian and just don't know the word. They don't follow the word and they don't really follow Jesus. But, you know, true Christians will see right through it. I truly believe that. I, I uh, this has been happening for years. There have been many people coming and proclaiming to be the Antichrist. And even just Jesus said that the Antichrist is even here now, and there will be many Antichrists until the end time when the true Antichrist, the Antichrist that stands fully opposed to Jesus Christ and works, you know, for Satan, under Satan, et cetera, et cetera, uh, who brings on the end times. Um, you know, I think true Christians are going to see and be able to, to discern What's fact from fiction? And that could be opinion, but I truly believe that based on the people that I know, based on what I know, I just don't think people are going to fall for this. Um, but nonetheless, people are, you know, nonetheless, according to this conspiracy, NASA is going to try to deceive people into doing this. Now, I personally don't believe NASA is doing this, but we'll get into that later. Um, 
And so from here, we move into obviously step two. Now, step two is really interesting because this is where you mentioned the space show, Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is supposedly supposed to be this gigantic show, uh, holographic show, which is three dimensional using laser projections, uh, that'll be beamed all over the planet. All right. So now what they want to do is take these projections, which will take the shape of whatever deity is most prominent, uh, either at the time or in the specific region that it's showing. I'm not sure. They're not specific on that. I think it kind uh, of varies depending on the, <clears throat> the theory. On the region. Okay. So it, it depends, but you know, in this step two, they're going to take this one deity, whoever it is, uh, and they're going to speak in all languages to all people. And then at the end of the light show, the gods, so I'm assuming it's going to be numerous wherever you're at. If you're, you know, it's going to be Jesus. They're going to show, they're going to show Allah. They're going to show Kali, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They're all going to merge into one God known as the Antichrist, which is a little weird at this point. So what they're showing us though, they're trying to show us is that all these religions are false religions that were created by Satan basically is what they're trying to do according to this conspiracy. So from there, people believe, or from there, this conspiracy makes, you know, believes that they're going to be able to trick people into thinking, oh my gosh, I've been following the wrong thing this entire time. I'm a failure and the Antichrist has been tricking me. Uh, however, there are some little bit of trouble here because not everyone is religious. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Some people are atheists. Some people, you know, don't even call themselves atheists. They're just scientists is what they call themselves or, you know, whatever, you know, uh, you know, what does, uh, you know, what do certain individuals who practice the occult, what do they really worship? Do they have gods? Do they all have God. What about those who have numerous gods, you know, right. in their religion? I mean, I just don't think that this doesn't make any sense. Obviously it's too far fetched for me, uh, to, to really grasp, but, um, Apparently, this step two is going to involve bringing all these guys together and showing you, hey, this is just the Antichrist. And it's going to put strike fear into people and boom, you know, off the shelf we go. Now, what's interesting about this, and this is in one of the uh, documentations regarding this theory, is that step two here is going to be accomplished with the aid of a Soviet computer. That will be fed with the minute uh, physiopsychological particulars based on their studies of anatomy and electromechanical composition of the human body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is going to use the studies of electrical, chemical, and biological properties of the human brain in order to trick people. Now, according to this theory, every human being, uh, every human has uh, a unique radio wavelength. And these computers, these Soviet computers, are also capable of inducing suicidal thoughts. So they're basically capable of just putting all kinds of stuff in your mind, make you know, making you believe things and trick trick you and stuff like that. So what's interesting about this though is why NASA would use a Soviet computer when the USSR had to import or copy much of its computer technology from the West, from America. Doesn't really make sense to me at this point. And why NASA would use a computer from a completely different system. Mind you, NASA is an American government. It's not a worldwide government. 
NASA was created by the American government. So why they would end up choosing, you know, a, another agency from around the world, from another country, especially the Soviet, you know, especially Russia, who we, you know, NASA was in this fight to get to space. You know, we all, those of us who weren't even born then, you know, we learn about this in, in school. Uh, for those of us who believe in the actual space travel uh, and the moon landings and that, yeah. you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. But apparently during this step, they're going to try to use these computers to set loose millions of programmed religious fanatics through demonic possession on a scale which was never witnessed before. Again, that goes against the scripture because scripture doesn't say or dictate that there's going to be millions of demonically possessed people running around. Right. Step three, the telepathic electronic two-way communication. Well, we've talked about telepathy a little bit in the past. Uh, you know, this is the idea that they are going to be able to speak to people and make people think that their God is speaking to them through this telepathy, which is projected into the head of each person individually using extremely low frequency radio waves, things that we normally can't pick up. Uh, I do see a problem with this. And I think this kind of goes along the lines of uh being hypnotized not everyone's mind is going to be able to accept it not like for example i can't be hypnotized right but here's the thought that comes to my mind is at some point people are going to be starting to put microchips into their body Mm-hmm. So I think the way they they may do it is if you have, especially if you have a microchip, let me say, it would be way easier to do it that way than with radio waves. I think I'm not I'm not a radio wave expert, so I'm not 100 percent, but I think it would be a little bit easier to do it that way. OK, I can see what you're saying, but I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, I've obviously I've never seen it done. I don't I haven't seen any proof out there. You know, obviously they're going to have write this stuff in books, but there's no video evidence of this. And even if there was, uh, who's to say it's not faked video evidence. Right. You know, there's so many things here that are just kind of it, it seems a little wonky. Uh, but I'm willing to give it this, you know, benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt. So maybe maybe step four, you said, has three parts. Making humanity think there's an alien invasion that's about to occur at every major city. Making the Christians think the rapture is about to happen. And then a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces, which will, through fiber optics and power and telephone lines, basically make you believe that there's all kinds of weird supernatural things happening. <laughs> you know, I mean, simple as that. Well, and uh, this that part actually makes a lot of sense because when you look at EMF, okay. that makes people feel like their house is haunted if they have high right. EMF fields in their house. Okay, cool. That, I mean, I think that's a great explanation. That's perfect. I accept that. Um, as always, there's there, I have an issue with this one as well, as step four, and that is the fact that they're going to make humanity think that there's an alien invasion, but also make Christians think that there's going to be a rapture. The majority of Christians don't believe in aliens and therefore would right. quickly doubt the fact that there's really an alien invasion. Right. Okay. And then there's people who don't believe in Christianity. And, and, and this is where it really comes down to is if this were true, NASA would have to know who's Christian, who's Muslim, 
who's Wiccan, who's this, who's that, in order for this to work. Because otherwise you have to put it on a broad scale, and what would happen is we'd all be getting the same stuff in different languages from a bunch of different gods, no matter where we're at. I mean, if I am a Christian out in the Eastern world, and Allah is talking to me, I'm not going to know it and I'm not going to care because only the, you know, Jesus is the only one I'm going to listen to. And the scripture says, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and they come to me. And what that means is there's a much different understanding and a much different sound when Jesus talks to one of his children than what a computer or some waves are going to be able to generate. So it's just, I just see so many little technical issues here. <laughs> not saying it's not probable, but you know, I don't think it's, it just doesn't really make sense. It's not adding up. Uh, there, there's too many, uh, discrepancies here. Too many just things not fitting. Too many pieces that are missing here to really make this work. In my personal opinion, but also I think in a very scientific explanation as well, it just can't be done. Do you agree or disagree? For which, which step any, is that step four? Th- that was step four, but I just mean any of it, any of the steps. Okay. Um, or as a general sense. It would, I agree with you with step one. It would be hard for them to fake earthquakes, at least to our knowledge. Um, unless, for example, like I said, people are saying that the, the earthquake in Mexico was a nuclear bomb being detonated underground. Mm-hmm. So if they were, of course, if they were to do that, I feel they would completely destroy the planet if they're doing it in multiple areas. But if, if for some reason they were able to do it, yeah, I, I agree it would be hard for them to do it somehow. Yeah. And then here, here's another question. Let's talk about these holographs for a moment. I don't know what their plan is for the holographs. I don't know if these lasers are going to be on the ground or if they're going to be on satellites. But yeah, there's that step two. I'm not even yeah. sure. I'm just, you know, but yeah, I think that's step two. Um, yes. So the holographic laser production, this quote unquote space show, I don't know exactly how they're planning on doing this. There's no definitive explanation as to whether these are going to be holograms or a laser show coming in from space, from satellites, or they're going to be from the ground. But when you look at a hologram or you look at a laser show, you know, we've all, most of us have seen a laser show, especially during fireworks or, you know, a concert, things like that. Uh, Holograms we see pretty much only on TV. You know, it's a after effect uh, that that's done after a film is made or a TV show. Um, one thing that's very common between both holograms and laser shows is that they need a backdrop. They need a solid backdrop for the picture to project onto. So what happens when there's no clouds? What happens? Is there's only a couple of clouds. We're only going to see bits and pieces, or we're not going to see anything, and it does that doesn't add up. Now, the one thing which the, I can't believe I'm going to say this. The one way that this could actually maybe work is if the flat earth theory was actually true. And there was this giant dome over the earth that you can project onto. However, there's, come on guys, however, there's always a however with this flat earth theory. However, even if that were true, there's supposedly an ocean above us. The dome that is over us is clear, which means any lasers or projections that are Posted on there is going to shine right through and again will not show an image. So, I mean, I mean, I don't think there's any way around this period. I, I just don't think it can be done. 
but you're also going on the technology that we have today. Right. Well, let's, re- let's remember this, that it was supposed to be uh, brought into fruition back in the early mid eighties, then again in the nineties, then again in two th- early two thousands, uh, uh, Y2K in particular, none, it never did it. We never had the technology. And as far as we can tell, we're not going to have the technology for quite a very long time. If we did, we'd be much further in our solar system than we are right now. We'd be able to do many more things than we're capable of doing right now in both our everyday lives and modern warfare and, you know, medical, uh, 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 stuff. Cause I can't think of a better word, you know, uh, you know, surgery and stuff like that would have better stuff. Now, sure. There are some things, a uh, laser knife. That's pretty cool. That's something that's, uh, starting that is developed and is currently being tested. A laser knife. That's crazy. Um, we'll have lightsabers soon. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which is great. Just what we need. <laughs> right. Little kids chopping each other's arms off by accident. <laughs> Accidentally uh, on purpose. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I mean, yes, you're right. We don't, maybe we just don't have the technology now, but honestly, I don't think we'll ever have the technology for that. Now, uh, that's just going based on where we've come over the last right, yeah. however many thousands of years. I just don't think it's going to happen. Nothing quite like that. Um, but who's to say that if they were to implement this, and since we don't ever know when the the Armageddon is actually going to happen, who knows if it's not another 300 years into the future and we'll be dead. Right. Right, um, you're right. One thing that um, I just saw that I found kind of interesting about step two is apparently the, I don't know if this was when they were going to do it back then or whenever they're going to implement it, but the United Nations plans to use Beethoven's Ode to Joy as the anthem anthem of the introduction of the new age, one world religion. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I did see that. I'm like, why, why, why Ode to Joy? That doesn't, I mean, there's no, why Beethoven, right? There's no religious significance (laughs) to that. Um, well, and then on top of this, this, this is something that's interesting too, because I mean, we've talked about new world orders here in America and how they're supposedly secret, uh, secret groups, such as the so-called Illuminati that may or may not exist. I like to call them the Illuminati. They're not, you know, uh, but, uh, this idea of new world order really, it's played, it's played its part in the, in the world throughout history. Germans, they try to establish their own new world order. Uh, this looks like some, to me, this is something that seems a little more uh, of Russian, you know, uh, culture, you know, some, not culture, but something that like would be the old Soviet, you know, uh, days back when they wanted to create a new world order. You, you don't want people to follow you. Now here it is in America and here's Americans are like, okay, well now America's going to establish a new world order. I mean, seriously, based on where we're at right now in America, financially, Spiritually, politically, do we have any ability of establishing a new world order? <laughs> I don't think so. Not right now. And I don't, I mean, unless it's all a big trick, it could be. You know, I mean, I do believe that, uh, you know, for those of you who don't like Trump, I believe Trump is there for a reason. And a lot of you say, oh, well, you know, the Republicans couldn't have won and this and that. And maybe you're right. But I think maybe. The Democrats wanted a Republican in office. They wanted Trump in. And you're like, well, that's just blasphemy. Why? What do you mean Democrats would want them in there? Because, come on, 
think about it this way. And I'm sorry to get political here, but and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, or you think something otherwise. But over the years, Democrats have pretty much run the nation, right? Mm. And after so long, I feel the Republicans start, would feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> that the Democrats, would feel what way that the Democrats have run the nation so far. Right. Well, I mean, everything's a democracy. That's uh, America is a democracy. I mean, it's the way it is, the way it's been for many, many years. But what happens is when you're in power for so long, you start to lose grasp of things. People start to fade away. You no longer have the control that you once had. So what do you do? You get somebody in office who will stir up a lot of fear, a lot of anger, a lot of this, a lot of that. Suddenly, the next office comes around. Democrats take it. And guess who the hero is? It's the Democrats. Everybody's feeding into the palm of their hands. They have exactly what they wanted from the beginning. They wanted to be the hero. You can't be a hero without an enemy. So, boom, we got Trump. And he's not an enemy to everybody. And I don't think he is an enemy, personally. I don't think he's a hero either. I think he's an indifferent person who's in office at the opportune moment for certain individuals, and mostly in particular to our government, and things are going to be worked out exactly the way I think America wants to work out. And now that, folks, there you go. That's the first conspiracy that even I came up with. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Take it or leave it. I don't know. But, you know, there's so many beliefs going in, you know, so many different ideas and uh, uh, things happening around our country and around the world right now that I just think plays into so many hands within the nations and within the government. Right. Well, uh to move on to step three, telepathic electronic two-way communication, I feel that it would be possible just because there are um, different movies and different uh, music that have this undertone radio frequency that I forget what they call it, but makes it more fearful. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Like brown noise. Is that what you're asking, if it's brown noise? If that's what they call it. Uh, I think that one is brown noise because it's usually the very low, deep frequencies that tend to stir up the the emotions. That's what we use in horror films. Right. You, you, you hear can't a lot of the, really hear it, per yeah. se. It's just you don't, there. Right, but it's there and you can feel it. it it's a weird it's, – it's almost like a EMF. You can't see it, but you can feel it. Okay. So, so I, I think it would, it would kind of work in that – that respect but also at the same time like i said it would be much easier if they waited for whoever is going to get chipped to get chipped and do it that way and since they're going to supposedly make it so hard for humanity to do anything without being chipped a lot of people will probably be chipped in my opinion um last well i'm sorry the thing is though with that is like not everyone's going to want to be chipped. Like I'm never going to be chipped. That's no way. Well, right. Um, and right. so what interesting, like this is, this is kind of weird because this kind of would have to bring up, like you would have to get people chipped. All right. Like in order for this to work, you'd have to force people to get chipped, which is a possibility. But then what that does is it plays right into the Christian doctrine in the fact that the antichrist will then mark people with the number of the beast. Right. Well, and, and that's my point with, with that part of it is say, for example, there, there are Christians, which the Bible does say there will be Christians that get chipped and, um, they, they will be that way, but yeah. well, right. <laughs> receive, receive the mark. Right. Yeah. 
Um, but they, they'll get that and then that would be the doorway basically for, for step three for whoever does. Now granted, like you're saying, if you don't get shifty, you don't take the number, whatever, it would be hard for them to do that to do the entire populace, but that's, maybe that's where the radio waves would come in. I'm not sure. I'm just saying that that would be easier than trying to use radio waves, not right. that's what, how they would do it. Uh, <laughs> last thing, making humanity think in, there's an alien invasion depends on if you believe that UFOs are actually aliens or technology that we're experimenting with. Uh, Christians think the rapture, again, not everybody's Christian, and those Christians that do believe in the rapture, I mean, it depends on your definition of the rapture, too. Some people believe we'll all go up as whole bodies. There are those that believe that the bodies will be left here, but the, the soul's taken and then will be transported back later, whatever. Um, and the last thing, like I said, number three makes the most sense, seeing as we see EMF causing problems and making people think there's supernatural things going on anyways. Mm-hmm. So that part, I out of everything else, I believe more so than anything because it's already happening. And they haven't even done implemented this or supposedly not implemented this particular step. Um, right. So I I'm not gonna say that it's not possible for it to happen, but it's very hard to believe that we're gonna go through this much. I mean, this is a lot to mm-hmm. implement. Just to make people believe that the Antichrist is Jesus Christ. Right. Or whatever deity they choose at that point. Well, they didn't specify. Um, But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It just, that's a lot to go through. And I think it's too much to go through. I think it's, this conspiracy, I think, is nothing more than a fantasy. It's a a fictional work um, that was created back in the 80s. You know, and we see it all the time. Uh, a lot of these conspiracies that are just created just simply to get a rise out of a world, out of a nation, or to create uh, uh, some type of celebrity ship, uh, you know, for for the person who created it. Uh, you know, people obviously a, a, a theory like that is going to get you on TV. It's going to get you on a radio show. It's going to get you a book deal. Uh, it's going to get you a movie deal, depending on what it is. You know. And so I think that's all this really is. I think in the end, like many conspiracies, it's all just a fantastical uh, made-up story. All right, folks. So there you have it. That is Project Blue Beam. I hope you found it as intriguing and and informative as we did as we did the research on it. Uh, definitely learned a lot of stuff with this cons- particular conspiracy. Uh, some very interesting and intriguing things and some things that are just a little far-fetched, I think, for both of us. Uh, but nonetheless, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break here, but we'll be right back, so stay tuned. See you soon. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. Hey, Parafans, do I have a deal for you? The people over at Loot Crate are giving our listeners 
a 10% savings on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. LootCrate is this awesome monthly mystery smorgasbord of a package that you get stuffed with different things from different genres, such as Zelda, Fallout, Harry Potter, and so many more. So to get your 10% savings, make sure you go to trylootcrate.com forward slash paratruth. Again, that's trylootcrate.com forward slash paratruth and enter bridge 10 to get 10% savings on any new subscription. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we just got done discussing Project Bluebeam and so we're going to get into the Battle of L.A., and the there's a, a somewhat correlation with that. But really quick, I wanted to bring this up because I didn't say it earlier. Um, do you remember the the supposed city in the sky in China? Yes. A lot of people believe that that was the beginnings of Project Bluebeam, them trying to test it out. Okay. Um and I, I can see it in a sense because there are, there's people that are swearing that it happened. There's those that say it's not, it didn't happen. And there's those that are trying to debunk it. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, I could see where it, if big, if project Bluebeam is real and they're trying to implement it, they would be doing different things to try and see if they can pull it off. All right. What are your thoughts on that? No, I mean I can I, I can see that. Um, I feel like I don't know. Like I, I mean I could see what you're saying, and I, I agree. They could be testing things out and seeing what would work and what wouldn't work. But the whole city on the sky thing, I mean, that's just still like I still haven't seen any pictures from it. You know, right? Nothing good. Like I don't even know if it was real. Like, I don't even know if people actually saw it or it's just a story that people are like, hey, this is a cool story. Let's share this. And then they thought maybe they saw it, um, which is a little odd to me. So, you know, I think with most things, especially within the paranormal community, if something lacks significant evidence, it must not be real. Or at least it can't be deemed real. Uh, and I think it's the same thing here. You know, just because there was a claim that there was a floating city over China doesn't necessarily mean that there was. Plus, you have to uh, discern and go into the history books. Like, could there, and I don't know this offhand, but could there have been a floating city in the, uh, the history or the religious texts of China, you know, and, and whatever right. it is they follow? I mean, there's, there's so many different things that can play into that. So, I mean, that's just something that I to think up, you know, right. or think about. All right. So the, the main reason I wanted to get into that just because it kind of correlates with what we see in the battle of Los Angeles, also known as the great Los Angeles air raid. And mm-hmm. um, now this is a battle that happened in, well, I'm going to put battle in quotations. <laughs> um, that happened uh late February 24th to early February 25th of 1942. So around the time of World War II. Um, the incident occurred less than three months after the U.S. entered World War II as a result of the Japanese Imperial Navy's attack on Pearl Harbor. And one day after the bombardment of Elwood on February 23rd, 
Initially, the target of the aerial barrage was thought to be an attacking force from Japan, but speaking at a press conference shortly afterward, Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox called the incident a false alarm. Newspapers of the time published a number of reports and speculations of a cover-up. Some contemporary ufologists and conspiracy theorists have suggested the targets were extraterrestrial spacecraft. When documenting the incident in 1949, around the time of Roswell, the U.S. Coast Artillery Association identified a meteorological balloon sent up at 1 a.m. Isn't it kind of odd that every time a supposed UFO happens, it's some type of weather balloon? It, it is a little odd. <laughs> uh, that started all uh, all the shooting and concluded that once the firing started, imagination created all kinds of targets in the sky and everyone joined in. In 1983, the U.S. Office of Air Force History attributed the event to case of war nerves triggered by a lost weather balloon and exacerbated by stray flares and shell bursts from adjoining uh, batteries. Interesting thing. Um, Now, there are people that claim that they just saw this weird shape in the sky. No, No... specific shape to it, just mm-hmm. this balloon blob in the sky. As it says, basically, the people started coming out with numerous stories. They saw UFOs. Uh, there have been people that have done podcasts and reports saying that the shots just went through these, the, these ships, not one ship, these ships, mm-hmm. and... It was more of a false flag event. Now, from your research that you did on this, what else did did you come across? Did you come across anything more interesting than that? Well, you got to remember, again, this is just after Pearl Harbor, you know, not too long after Pearl Harbor. Uh, during World War II, people naturally thought that there were going to be raids. Uh, air raids on American soil, uh, especially the, in particular the mainland. Uh, and so people were already tense. They were worried. They didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, that many times, especially on the West Coast, inexperienced pilots and radar men would uh, mistake fishing boats and logs and even whales for Japanese warships and submarines. I don't know what they did to those fishing boats or those poor little whales when they saw that. I don't want to know. But, you know, it... it what it shows is like just the amount of fear that people had at the time. And it's actually interesting because this kind of goes back to our mass hysteria episode that we had a few months back when we were talking about not only mass hysteria, but we also went ahead and discussed Orson Welles, you know, and, and his War of the Worlds uh, uh, story, which really built this mass hysteria and got people freaking out. You know, I think it's the same thing here. Obviously, a little more uh, reasonable, I think, for World War Two. you know, worried that Japanese submarines and planes are going to come over and just start bombing the heck out of America. And so naturally, yeah, people were on on the edge. And really at this point, all it took was one single person to open fire and everybody was opening fire. You know, that's going to happen when you're in those situations. Uh, Even if you don't know what you're firing at, which is in a sense kind of sad depending on the situation. So itchy trigger trigger finger basically. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when this – Happen as Justin was saying. There's this what appear to be a floating object overhead. Uh, basically, 
all hands are in, air raid sirens sounded, and a citywide blackout was put into effect. Um, of course, you're probably wondering, well, why a blackout? You, you won't be able to see anything, but that's more so so those from above can't see what's below. You know, if you if you can't see a military base, you can't hurt it, right? You can't bomb it. Um, and then within minutes, the troops grabbed aircraft, anti-aircraft guns, and began just sweeping the skies with searchlights and trying to take things out. And again, uh, they in Santa Monica, which is if you've never been to Santa Monica, beautiful place. Um, but at the time, unleashed 50 caliber machine gun fire. And they went through thousands upon thousands of rounds. Uh, so this isn't like just a little, you know, pow, 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 and that's it. They, I mean, they went all out. And at one point during this, there was even a claim that a Japanese plane had uh, crash landed in the streets of Hollywood, which didn't happen. Uh, considering that the majority of people couldn't even really see the planes in the sky, uh, but they did believe that they were right up there. They, they were confident. Uh, in particular, uh, Charles Patrick, a coastal artillery man, uh, believed that he could see six planes and said that there were shells bursting all around them and that naturally they all were anxious to get their two cents worth in. And when commanded, they just started shooting. They started going off. And they ended up, and mind you, these are artillery batteries, so these are pretty heavy-duty uh, artillery shells. Uh, they ended up pumping over 1,400 rounds of anti-craft ammunition into the sky, which is insane. But, of course, in the end, when it came down to it, they found that there was no damage to any airplanes. Uh, no planes were shot down. There was no uh Air, not air balloon, uh, weather balloon shot down. Nothing, nothing seemed to happen. It was just a bunch of guns going off and that's it. With, with really no end. It's just, there was nothing. Right. You know, which is, which is weird. It's really weird. Well, um, the other thing too is that Japan, after hearing about all this, came out and said, we had no airplanes there. Now, granted, we were in a war with them. Why would they tell us the truth? But yeah, I mean, it it would be a a thing that maybe they would tell us either way. But I I think they were telling the truth there that uh, there were no planes. I mean, quite obviously there were no planes there, especially their planes, um, unless it was some type of weird uh, controversial aircraft that they were testing out or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, that. That was something that I found most interesting about it is Japan's like, no, we ba- we bombed you already. There was nothing over there. <laughs> so it it's – and this is where I can kind of tie this into uh, Project Bluebeam because, yes, it was before the whole project was even conceived as far as we know, but – it didn't even necessarily have to be our government supposed or possibly putting out holographic images. I mean, look at Japan's technology now with robotics and, and holograms. So, I mean, it could have been a possibility that they were using something to, to trick us, but, and the, that blackout would just emphasize that hologram at the time because it's dark, so it's a little bit easier to see. 
All right. Let's see where you're, where you're going with that. Again, is it? Do I think it is possible for the times? Not necessarily, but I'm not going to rule it out as as not possible as as right. probable. Right. Hmm. Man, I tell you, I mean, there, there's obviously some very convincing uh, uh, documentation going on here in both on both accounts of both uh, our earlier conversation of Project Bluebeam, uh, the relation to the Battle of Los Angeles, and then of course the Battle of Los Angeles itself. Uh, I, I'll admit that there are some convincing uh, connections here, but overall, I mean, I just feel like there's not enough. You know, there's not enough to grasp. Uh, and I think that the majority of people, especially those who have scientific minds, are really want some type of hard evidence to prove or disprove um, the likelihood that NASA is creating some type of giant deceit program <laughs> and that they were implementing this such deceit during World War II and especially to Americans, considering that you know, NASA's American institution uh, or agency. Well, yeah, I I feel that. See, I feel the conspiracies kind of happened after World War Two, as as far as once we brought Nazis over on Project Paperclip and all that. Mm-hmm. I I feel that there there had to have been possibly more conspiracies going on then because we have we have enemy. Scientists coming to America, even though we're we're granting them that we're bringing them here to work for us, I feel that it would happen more so after World War II, as far as the Battle of LA is concerned, and right. how that all came about. That's why I I kind of came up with a theory that maybe it was Japan using something and just saying, "Hey, no, we had no we had no aircrafts there." Wink, wink, nudge, right. nudge. <laughs> but um after that we we brought enemy scientists here so in a sense we could start creating the technology ourselves if right that was so the the thing that was really going on at the time right so uh, interesting stuff i mean i hope that you guys uh will get in contact with us i i know there's probably more out there that we missed um so if you find stuff that correlates with both of these topics, please don't hesitate to get in contact with us. Even put it in the comments if you want. That's fine with me. So I guess coming off off the fence for, I'd say both, because I, I feel that they both are kind of a correlating thing that we could come off both at the same time. What, what are your final thoughts? Uh, I, I mean, when, when it comes to... To, to the Battle of Los Angeles. Obviously, it's a fact. That really happened. Uh, you know, not everyone believes it. It was, uh, wasn't that popularized, uh, back in the forties, uh, became more popular as time went on, but that is hard evidence fact. That happened. Uh, the reason it happened is obvious, I think. Uh, now whether or not there were any, any type of alien invasion or any type of, weather balloon or whether or not NASA was implementing or at least testing their so-called second coming. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't see that. I don't see the evidence to support that. So, but nonetheless, battle of LA real thing. It happened. Uh, as for project blue beam, 
I think I still think it's far fetched. I don't think there's enough evidence to support uh, this being a fact. I, I think there's it's a conspiracy for a reason. Um, I think it's just simply a fictional work, uh, much like m- uh, many of the uh, 2012 prophecies. Not not talking about the Mayan calendar in particular, but jumping into the crystal skulls and uh, uh, you know a number of other conspiracies about the end times. I, I just think. I just think it's a lot of it. It's just a fictional work, you know? I think it's been overdone. We've had five different times, I think, since the year 2000 that I know of in which the world was supposed to end and it didn't happen, which means it's just more people trying to get their two cents in and make money off of it. And I know you and I have discussed that in the past about people trying to make money off conspiracies and trying to make money off the crystal skull idea and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, in the end, my final two cents is that I just think it's fake. I don't think it's real. I don't think NASA is really trying to plot some type of second coming to deceive people in order to create a new world order. I don't see it happening. I don't think it's true. And you? Uh, I, for Battle of LA, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's a documented case of this this did happen as far as us firing in the sky. It's something that we thought we saw. I, I do believe anxiety was high, like you're saying, because of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Uh, do I think it's possible that it wasn't NASA, but maybe Japan using some type of technology? Maybe. But in the long run, I, I feel that there's just not enough evidence to support Multiple UFOs, a UFO. Originally, it was these people saw a blob in the sky, or the the military saw a single craft in the sky, and then it's gone to multiple crafts, airplanes, UFOs. So I feel that that was just because we were so hyped up over Pearl Harbor and entering World War II that. People were just anxious. So mm-hmm. I agree there. Um, the the Project Bluebeam, again, I think it's possible that something might be going on. But at the same time, I feel this would be a very elaborate hoax to pull off mm-hmm. in, in order to just make people believe that there's not multiple gods. There's only this one god from different faiths, I'm saying. Um, and that is actually the Antichrist. They won't tell you it's the Antichrist, but he is the Antichrist. I think that's super elaborate to to do, to trick and deceive people. Again, right. not putting it out there as it's not probable or maybe even possible. I just don't think, I don't think it's something that's really going to happen. Completely agree. Oh, and that, folks, is our hellhound reminding us that it's time for his dinner, which means it's about time that we start wrapping things up here on PTR. Absolutely. So, folks, make sure you go like, share, subscribe to anywhere that we broadcast. Make sure you check out Paranormal UK Radio Network, Friend Radio Network, TMV Cafe, RadioAndPodcast.com, as well as our website, ParatruthRadio.com, where you find a bunch of great things. Uh, some stuff coming up soon. Uh, I will leave it at that for now. Keep you guys on the 
edge of your seat, trying to wonder <laughs> what we're talking about. So, uh, any final uh, things that you need to put out there? Uh, just again, our condolences and prayer, they go out to all the victims and the victims' families of the tragedy that happened in Las Vegas earlier in the week. Uh, again, I pray that God is with you all and that I know that they will all and you will all overcome this. Uh, and, you know, I think one thing that we need to remember real quick here, too, is that this doesn't just affect the victims or the families of the victims. This affects not only the country, but the world as a whole. You know, it reminds us how fragile life is and how quickly it can be taken away. Uh, so I pray for everybody, and I do continuously pray for everybody that uh, we will all come to see the truth uh, and that we will place our hope and our trust in the Lord because through him all things are possible and hope really does exist despite what this world is showing us currently. Uh, so just hang in there, everybody. And again, great to have everyone joining us tonight. It was fun. I look forward to seeing you all next week. All right, folks, until next week where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to StoicismPod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.